You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome into another edition of Locked On Texans, your daily podcast covering your Houston Texans. And as always, you can find this on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Megaphone, and Spotify. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis, along with my partner in crime. John, some sports guy Hickman, and I definitely want to let you guys know about Spotify Rap before we move further. If you're a Spotify listener, use Spotify Rap to show us your top Locked On podcast for the year. Take a screenshot and tag us at Locked On Live on Twitter, and we will share and retweet. Definitely happy to talk to you guys on this Thursday, a couple of days before the game on Saturday against the hot Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Had one of the funnest crossover shows yesterday. Uh, it, was, it was really interesting. Had a chance to talk about Breaking Bad, but we didn't get to some, some news that had came out, and that was the Pro Bowl results, very disappointed, very, very much so disappointed. So we're going to talk about the Pro Bowl snubs for the Houston Texans and also continue with some of the J.J. Watt talk that's been going along. Some of the listeners have been going back and forth with their opinion. So we have a very interesting show today. I can't wait to dive into it. You know, first and foremost, let's just start with the Pro Bowl. On yesterday. So the list of the Pro Bowls was released, and the Houston Texans had a amount of players who will be representing the the Houston Texans organization in February. Um, and 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 it's basically guys that we already knew going basically going into the season. Deshaun Watson made it. Um, he actually made history, by the way. He became the first quarterback in franchise history to make the Pro Bowl in two consecutive years, <laughs> which lets you know how bad the Texans has been in that department of the of the football always um deandre hopkins arguably one of the best receivers um in the national football in the national football league also made the pro bowl and laramie tonsil made the pro bowl as a left tackle his selection got a lot of people scratching their heads which i don't see why i mean this is a guy who came in and completely changed the entire dynamic of the Houston Texans offensive line. And um I think Laramie Tonsil deserve it just as much as anyone else. Most definitely. Look, Laramie Tonsil came in and yes he's been having issues with false stars, but have you guys realized that last year the Texans suffered sixty two sacks. Now with no offseason with this team, with no training camp with this team he came right in and tremendously improved an offensive line that featured two rookies, right? Let's not forget that. And he's only allowed, I believe, two sacks thus far this season. He's only the second Texas lineman to make the Pro Bowl uh, in franchise history. The first was the great Dwayne Brown. And not only is, is Deshaun Watson the first Texan quarterback in history to make consecutive Pro Bowls, but he's the first quarterback in NFL history with consecutive 25-plus passing and 5-plus TD 
on the ground, uh, rushing touchdowns and passing touchdowns with 25 plus and five plus. So two consecutive years with that, he's had a, a great start to his career after he's gotten healthy. Laramie Tunsil coming in, really revamped this offensive line. But that's not what I'm here for, right? I, I, I knew Watson would get it. We knew Hopkins was going to get it. You know, that's why we're not even going to talk about him. And I don't understand why people are shocked because not only did Laramie Tunsil tribute to reducing that sack number and keeping the future of the franchise upright more times than not, well, Carlos Hyde also rushed for 1,000 yards the first time in his career. Tunsil has a lot to do with that. Tunsil has a lot to solidify in that offensive line. But nevertheless, Zach Cunningham, and this is why I hate fan voting. This is all a Pro Bowl is. It's a fan contest, and I get it. But this is why I don't like it. Of 10 of the top tacklers in the league, eight are represented by NFC players. So that only leaves two AFC in the top 10 in tackles this season. You want to know what Zach Cunningham ranks on that list? Number three in the NFL in tackles this year. Now, we all know that the media, it's just, it disrespects Houston. And you can make an argument or case that maybe Houston fans are not as enthused about the Texans as they would be for maybe the Astros. I don't know. But there's no way that Zach Cunningham, who has balled this entire year, right, even when everybody else is missing tackles on his defense, even when the defense is, is abysmal, no matter what, Zach Cunningham has been the most consistent Houston Texan on that defense. Along with who? DJ Reader, who I also felt was snubbed and didn't make the Pro Bowl. I'm kind of pissed off about that. Only guy that I'm disappointed that did not make the Pro Bowl is Whitney Merciless. And I only say that due to the fact that you remember at the beginning of the season, this guy was playing on an all-worldly level because it was his what year? Contract year. Exactly, his contract year. And Whitney Merciless came out and... He he was actually getting early consideration to make the Pro Bowl. I'm only disappointed that he did not make it because his production dropped so far. You and I talked about it one day last week. I can't remember which day it was, but you and I talked about it, how Whitney Merciless, how Whitney Merciless has not been the same player that we saw in those first four weeks of the season. That's my only disappointment about a Texan that did not make the Pro Bowler. Because I, I truly believe if Whitney Merciless continued to stay consistent in player he was through early through in the early part of the season, he would have been in he he would have been on this list. Well I'm not disappointed in Whitney Merciless. And by the way, Zach Cunningham, DJ Reader, Whitney Merciless, Long Snapper, John Weeks, they are all Pro Bowl alternates. So if something happens, somebody gets injured, God forbid, or makes it to the Super Bowl, who knows? They will be yeah. alternated into the game. But I, Merciless, listen, you had your chance to make a case, but you tailed off, you know, tremendously. The first one, and, and that's high, my point. Then you became cold. But Reader and Cunningham has been consistent 
the entire year. So much so Cunningham is number three in the NFL with tackles at 134. I don't see how he doesn't make it. However, the pro bowler other defensive tackle to make it would be out of Cincinnati and that's Geno Atkins. And let me say something. Geno Atkins is still one of the best defensive tackles in the league. No doubt about it. I'm still a huge fan of his. But when I look at consistency and meaningful stats, I think Geno Atkins could be, should be rather, switched out for DJ Reader. DJ Reader just had a better overall year than I think Geno has had. So that's, that's, when it comes to inside linemen, D linemen, that is where I would flip and switch. I think Chris Jones and his spot making a Pro Bowl definitely, definitely warranted. I, I get it, but I think BJ really should have got the nod over Geno Atkins. Maybe it's the coin toss; you can flip whichever way, and I mean, you kind of did because Reader is the alternative. But I don't see how Zach Cunningham, uh, outside of the fact that it is a fan vote, did not make the Pro Bowl. Welcome back, guys. Thank you for not going anywhere. Breaking Bad update. I'm now officially on season three. John, some sports guy here with you. And I know people don't give a damn. Officially <laughs> on season three. Scholar White is still an unstable creature. That's what I'm going to call him. And uh, I just, I don't understand how anybody can get mad at somebody for not wanting to be a charity case while they have cancer. I don't understand that. I think she's a terrible wife. So that's my update on that. But anyways, so we, we make the Laramie Tunsil trade, right? Way back in August when everything feels like we were going to go 3-13. and 13. Deshaun Watson will possibly break a sack record for how many times the quarterback has gotten sacked in the season, which I, <laughs> ironically so, I still think the Texans may hold that with David Carr. I'm not sure. No, they do. They do. You know, you're right. Is it, is it still, okay. So, you know, there were so many mixed emotions regarding that. But we did too much or whatever. This it was a lot. But now, after Tunsil makes his first Pro Bowl as a Texan, the second lineman, offensive lineman in Texan history to do it, only have given up three sacks has a PFF grade of 75, was ranked him number five in the AFC. My question today was, do you guys feel the Texans pay too much for Tunsil now? And before I even kind of move along in it, Cody, here's the thing. And no, I, I, I don't feel like the Texans ever pay too much for Tunsil. And here's why. Well, we know who your future is. That's DW4. You drafted up for him for a reason. His first full year healthy, everybody wondered how long can he play football because of the hits he takes. Right before this season starts, Andrew Luck retires. After the coach waited until last year to get him an offensive lineman that can protect him and Quentin Nelson. Now he makes his first Pro Bowl. The sack numbers are low. All of these things, all of these are considered. If you know that your future is your quarterback, the next best thing for you to do is protect your future, which is about getting him alignment. So I asked that question, do we think the Texas pay too much for Tunsil? My boy Jose, Tosway, 
He said, I do. But that seems like to be an unpopular opinion. Pablo goes on to say, no, sir. Very happy with Tunsil's play. TJ Straub says never did. Jose Rodriguez says nope. Do you think, Cody, listeners at home, we paid too much for Tunsil? Now, mind you, we gave up two first-round picks in the next two years, and I believe a second round. And then when we consider the trade for Tunsil, we also have to consider what else? The Kenny Steels. Was the price too high? I'm going to try to say this in the most respectful way I can. Hell no. And I do mean hell no. First and foremost, let me just say this. Going into the season, our number one priority, matter of fact, even before going into the season, as soon as the season ended in that awful playoff game against the Indianapolis Colts, the number one issue with the Houston Texans was getting an offensive line, especially on that left side, which is Deshaun Watson's blind side. You bring in, you, 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 so you make a move. You don't just get any kind of random left tackle. You know, you, you, it's not like you just went and got Joe Blow, who was the second string or the third string or the, on the Buffalo Bills. No, you went out and got Laramie Tunsil, who is known to be one of the best offensive tackles in this game. In addition to that, you got a two-for-one deal because you traded him for a guy that you was about to cut, and then you got Kenny Stills in the same deal. So you got a good, so you got a good receiver. You got a one of the best left tackles in the league. What is there to if? Not only did this set up the Texans to have a pretty good 2019 season that we can all agree that they did, this is a move that set them up for the future. Now going into the 2020 offseason, you have your offensive line. You have an additional receiver that can help make this offense even more dynamic. You can finally focus on other areas like fixing that inconsistent secondary. No, the Houston Texans did not pay too much for Larry. And if Bill O'Brien and the rest of his crew could do that trade all over again, they probably would do the same deal. And who knows? We probably get a little bit extra out of it. Especially if we know that the deal can go down much uh, sooner than August when the offseason is here and over. You know what I'm saying? So it's a, the, the deal went down the week before the Saints game. It's last minute. That deal was, but it worked out. It worked out. Another question I asked while I was on Twitter, just, you know, messing around, playing. So we've all heard the rumors of the possible JJ return, and I, so sports guy, don't think he should return this year. And the the overall consensus response was, do you think he his return will make him a Super Bowl run or a contender and things of that nation, nature? And here's my thing with that. I don't think that J.J.'s return will be enough to get this team over the hump because we understand they lack in pressure now. We get that. But there are so many other areas of this team that concern me that J.J. just can't affect right now, not in this year, not in year number nine. So, no, I don't think J.J. should return. I'm really hoping he doesn't. I think next year will be his last year. Uh, and I could be wrong. And I listen, CJ is the epitome of a team guy. And I get that. 
I really do. I genuinely think he wants to be out there with his boys. I just don't think he should, especially since I don't think the Texans currently are real contenders. No, J.J. Watt should not come back. And not only does he not make them a real contender, I mean, you you also, you also have to look at it from this standpoint. He's he's missed the, what, past four or five games now? When he comes back, he's going to have to get his second win under him. He's going to get he's going to have to get his legs under him. And why risk having J.J. Watt out there for what could possibly be one game and if he rushed back from injury and come on the field, let's say for a playoff game against, I don't know, the Kansas City Chiefs or whoever the hell we might be matched up against, there's a possibility he can re-injure that same injury, sit out the rest of the year, come back fresh next year. I do not agree with you by saying that next year is going to be his last year. I believe J.J. Watt has at least two more depending on his health situation, but the smartest thing for him and the Houston Texans to do is to wait it out, get him healthy, and come back stronger in 2020. Because whether J.J. Watt is on the field or not, the chances of them going to the Super Bowl this year is slim to none. I'm not saying it's impossible, but having J.J. Watt on the field does not make their chances that much better. Not at all. Not at all. And I said this earlier when he first went down. I don't want to see J.J. become uh, funny. Like, well, I don't want to see him become a charity case. I don't want to see him hobbling out there playing and look at J.J. He's giving it all he's got, but he's ineffective. Rest up, fill up, and more importantly, as an organization, you should know that J.J. Watt won't help you get over the hump. He won't make you this contender piece. Not because he's not that good anymore and of course we know he's lost a couple of steps last three to four years how many surgeries has he had how many games has he missed so he's lost steps but just a simple fact that yeah you're not getting pressure but your quarterback also has problems with getting the ball a lot quicker your secondary is inconsistent your coaching at times on defense and offense is it consistent? We're full of can stay on the field consistently. JJ can't affect all of those things. So I, I think he needs to stay, continue to get healthier and healthier and healthier because there's more of a real chance that the Texans would be contenders next year rather than this year. And one thing I would want you to do is kind of bet on it. Would you bet on that? Would you bet on JJ coming back this year? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe in between your circle of friends. Who knows? It doesn't matter. But if you do bet, it should be with my bookie. It's that time of year. Christmas is coming up quick as we're approaching the 25th, and our friends at my bookie want to make your season special with 12 days of gifts. My bookie is already one of the most trusted and reputable sports books in the industry, and this holiday season they're getting into the spirit of giving with 12 straight days of giveaways. That's right. 12 days of risk-free gifts, new gift every single day so you can take your game to the next level. They've kicked off this promo on the 14th with a free parlay for the UFC, and they'll keep up the gift giving through the 25th. Free bets, free spins, futures, and more. While Santa has his, they've checked out their list. They've got a little something for everyone. And this is the promotion that you do not want to miss, especially with the NBA and NHL in full swing and all of the college bowl games around the corner. 
It really is the holiday season and the best time of year for sports betting. Parlays, teasers, specials, anything you can ever ask for, my bookie is here to make Christmas great again. Head over to mybookie.ag right now and use special promo code Locked On to get half of your initial deposit and free wages, and that's just the start of your savings. Go sign up for my bookie with our special promo code Locked On and start winning today. Christmas is around the corner. And of course, you guys know that, you know, my bookie wants to help you get extra money by betting college football with the bowl games, NHL, of course, the NFL. There's so much money that can be made. You definitely want to utilize my bookie with promo code locked on. But Christmas is next week. I can't wait. I'll actually be out of town with family. We're going to go to Denver, our first family trip together in a very long time. It is the most wonderful time of the year. And around this time of year, this is when we really start, you know, evaluating the talent on rosters and on the field. Now, Gary Clowney is a guy that I was, I just want to give a quick shout-out to before we get out of here. When he was in Oakland, he was terrible. I mean terrible. He was allowing a passer rating of 126. Since he's been traded to Houston, he's reduced that nearly 40%, and now he's allowing 89 passer rating, but his completion percentage has fallen from 70% down to 46.4. I want to give kudos to Bill O'Brien. When everything was falling, when everybody was getting hurt, when everybody was getting injured and not being able to play, and boys wasn't on the field, guys wasn't on the field, he made a bold move to go get Gary on Conley. And so far, it has tremendously worked out. I think he's in a better system. He was used as a man corner at Ohio State. He's used as a man corner here in Houston. Better fits his scheme, better fits his talent, what he's been doing for the majority of his life in regards to his time in Oakland. Didn't work out, but since being traded here, he's been working out more times than not. And I want to give Bill O'Brien and that GM staff just a shout-out because they saw something that Oakland didn't see, that your boy Q, when we did the Lockdown Raiders, he talked down on them. <laughs> he didn't like them, but now Garyon is really coming to his own here in Houston, and I just think he needs some acknowledgement. You know what we should do for Friday's show? We should talk about the best Christmas gifts. That's what I'm going to do. We're going to talk about the best Christmas gifts as we prepare for Saturday's showdown against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a team that should not be overlooked. And I've said that many times. So trust me, whether they are hot or cold, they're going to be facing the mirror of themselves with the Houston Texans because we are also hot and cold at times. Just like the city of Houston, where it can be 35 degrees in the morning and then heat up later on in the day. I'm John, some sports guy Hickman. Can't do this show without my man. Cody Davis and follow me on Twitter at Cody C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Till next time, word from the wise. Make sure your wife isn't judgmental and hate you while you have a disease like Scholar White because she's a terrible person and a terrible wife. And I'm not so far into the show right now, but I hope Walter White finds a better wife, a better woman, and leaves her, Scholar White, for broke and dead. Too harsh? <laughs> Very. Oh, well.
Team Walter White. Peace. You are Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.